What is going on, everybody? Andrew Ferguson back here again for another episode of the Buy Back Your Life show. It is October. It is getting close to Halloween. We are talking about the stock market today in this episode. We're talking about why the stock market is so difficult to win in. You hear the, the statistic that 95% of people lose money in the stock market. And I'm going to give you guys a couple of reasons why today it is so difficult for the average investor to win. So stick around for that. And I hope you guys are having a good day out there. Wherever you're listening to this, in the car, on the drive, at home, at the gym, wherever it may be, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And if you guys want to connect with me one-on-one, make sure you send me an email or check out my website, tradingoptionsdaily.com. You can learn how to become a better stock options trader there with my beginner course. And if you want to shoot me a message, you can do that on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or send me an email at andrew at tradingoptionsdaily.com. Let's get into this episode here. This is why the stock market is so difficult to win in. The first reason being... It is full of full-time, by-the-book, 16, 18 hours a day, institutional traders. Maybe you guys have heard of the articles or seen the, the videos about people in the kind of investment banking world and in the Wall Street world, uh, Bay Street if you're in Toronto. And they have kids like out of university, out of like fresh graduates coming in, working 18, 20, not 20, but 18 hours a day. Sometimes just, all they do is wake up, go to work or work from home, then take a trainer, walk to work, go to work, work all day, go back home, eat sleep, work. That's all I do. Like they're just, they're just little robots plugged into the system. And their whole job is at the entry level is just to give, give data, crunch data, and just give picks to the kind of the institutional traders and just get the information to them that they need to sift through, then go and make trades the next day. And what this allows the big Wall Street hedge firms to do is to gain a competitive educational advantage. Okay. It's kind of like if you're going into like play a game of, of checkers or chess, let's say, let's say both chess. I like chess. I'm a big chess guy. I'm not good at it, but I enjoy the game because it's a lot of strategy and it's deep thinking. So if you're going to go play chess against a, a, a 10-year-old kid, and let's say you've been playing for 10 years, you have an information and educational advantage over this 10-year-old kid, assuming they're not like a chess champion, which the, the odd grandmaster is, but uh, let's just assume they're a regular 10-year-old kid with like limited ability to play chess, you would expect to win, correct? Right. So if you're doing the same thing in the stock market and you're going up against a Wall Street firm with 100 years of experience, they've been on the street for 100 years. They've got traders in there from 10, 20, 30 years of experience. And you're going in day one thinking that, you know, this shit, you got this locked up. Well, guess what? You're going to get humbled very, very quickly. And there's a reason why the stock market is known as a zero sum game, which means if there's a winner, there is always a loser. And like the statistic says, 5% of the time is the average person's going to win. 95% of the time you're going to lose. So if we know that, and we know that these titans of industry are out there and they they trade full time. And I've, I've been through this myself. I've been making trades and I've made a trade before where I think for like X number of reasons, X, Y, Z, the stock was about to do this. I make a trade and eventually or right away, it does the opposite. Like it, it seems like immediately as you make that decision, it makes the opposite move. And then as a trader myself, I have to have a stop limit. So I need to make sure that I don't lose all my money. So I have to make sure I'm trading uh, with a plan and I have to stop out, which means I lose a little bit of money, but I live to fight another day. And what happens as soon as I do that? Well, the stock rebounds and it seems like it just, it, go, it kind of goes opposite to what you think is going to happen all the time. And that is because there are people watching the stock market minute by minute, second by second, day in and day out. Whereas the average person like you and I, we don't do that. We don't have the resources to do that. So when you're going up against these Goliaths of, of industry and these, these big Wall Street firms, they're there to make money. And they're to take our money, your money, my money. They're there. That's what, they're there. that's what their job is. That's what they get paid for. And they get paid pretty good. And they're pretty good at it. And they can move the market, which we can't do. So 
you're kind of behind the eight ball from the get-go with the stock market if you're going to do it until the day trade or kind of swing trade. The good news is that if you kind of take a long-term approach to the stock market, you can negate that kind of day-to-day -day noise and you can kind of bank on some long-term trends where these real estate or these uh, full-time traders don't have kind of the leverage and the clout to shift markets every single day of the year forever. If you just kind of buck the trend and just go long-term, you can usually flip the odds more in your favor. And I think the statistics, like if you invest and hold your money, just let it sit there for, uh, the longer you let it do that, like five, 10, 20 years, the, the longer your, your money is invested, the better it does historically year by year for returns. And I, I'm pretty sure like the all time, like best stock market return for someone who uh, had passed away and just had their account going there. It's like, they're averaging like 10% per year and they haven't touched the money in like 40 years. So it just grows because no one's touching it. So the, uh, the trading game is, is a tough one. If you're going to be a day trader, you really have to set your strategy out and know it in advance. And you're going up against the Titans and, and the big Wall Street firm. So you just have to know what you're getting yourself into and be prepared to lose at first because it, it is something that takes a lot, a lot of practice to get good at. And the next point is that if you if you think you can do this and kind of pick a few different ways to go in at the stock market, it's it becomes incredibly difficult incredibly difficult. There's a reason why, and I'm going to make a little gymnastics reference here, but if you go to watch the Olympics, right, there's only a few athletes who can do the all around in the, in let's go women's gymnastics. Cause it's more entertaining. I find to watch them, the men, they can fly around a little bit better. Uh, so women's gymnastics, you have people like Simone Biles, who's like an outlier who can do everything. You have other people from previous Olympics, like Nastia Lukin and just these other Ali Raymond who, who are, who are like specialists, and they, they compete in the all around, but there's only a select few gymnasts who can compete in the all around at the end and do all the apparatuses to the best of their ability, like better than everybody else. Right. And that's what like the wall street firms are. They can do everything so well and so much better than everybody else. They're like the outliers. When we want to kind of compete, we have to be specialists. We have to figure out a way to get one strategy and go like all in and go deep on that strategy and become a specialist in, in, in the vault or on the floor, or, or the women don't do the rings of the uneven bars, but you have to pick one of those events and just get really, really good and just train for that. And you see at the Olympics, there are specialists in those events where they only go to Olympics for one event in gymnastics instead of the all around, which is just kind of the outliers, the big, the big hitters, right? So that's kind of the way you have to think about it when you're going in the stock market, you have to pick a, pick a strategy and just figure out one that works for you. Number one, one that you understand, and then one that you can replicate time and time again, day in and day out. And the, the things about this, if you pick one strategy, you can understand why it went wrong, what changed, how to get better at it next time. Kind of little, you're kind of dialing in and getting a little bit better. It's kind of like when you have a car and you, if, you're, if, a, if you're a car person, you can maybe change one part of your car. An F1, let's say F1, they, they're working on the tires. And the next day they're working on the suspension and they're working on the brakes and they're working on kind of the turn, right? So there's all these little things you can kind of tweak and, and change to make yourself better and be a better trader and investor. But if you're going in and trying to look at the whole, the whole overarching car, instead of these little areas, it, it's hard to know what's, what's going on and what's, what's making the difference in the change. And that's why people lose a lot of money in the stock market because they're looking at something too big. They have to very narrow, narrow focus, narrow down and just kind of pick that one thing and go with that. So, and I see this all the time too. And I do this myself. When, once you have that one thing too, the, the other mistake people make is that they have something that works. It's proven to work time and time again. And then they, for whatever reason, something changes. And they, they go away from it because they heard someone else making money a different way. And this was me. This is hundred percent me. I was doing really well with stock options and just, just selling naked puts for a long time. All last year was great. And I had a lunch with a buddy who was, uh, who was buying call options, which is kind of the flip side. 
And we both make money if the market goes up. The only difference is that if the market goes down or stays the same with, within your selling put options in the stock market, you can still get, get ahead okay. But when you're buying these call options, if the market goes down, you get strong, you're losing money instantly and you have to cut your losses and you're losing, losing actual capital. Whereas the way I do it with stock options and selling puts, it's not, it's not the case. So I got a little bit blinded by that, lost a little bit of money doing it that other way and went back to what I knew and trusted. And the results are always a lot better when you do that. So people lose money because they, they, there's too much going on. They're not niche down enough in their strategy. They don't understand their strategy in and out. And they, they don't, they don't want to just focus on one thing. So when you're in the market, best way to do is to focus on one thing and master that one thing and just become an expert in that one thing. And you will see your, hopefully you will see your, uh, your profits increase. That's been my experience anyway. So hopefully that works out if you're going in the stock market, picking a strategy. Now, the other thing I want to touch on just as we kind of get through this is that people don't often have realistic timeframes when they're talking about investing in the stock market. What I mean by this is that people are often, and they want the quick win. They're often investing for a day or a week or a month or two months. Right. And that's not, that's not the way the stock market works. It's really hard to pick the bottom as they call it, or pick the best time to invest and like pick the absolute day where the market pivots and you make a ton of money in a short period of time. Like that does not happen to 99% of people. Okay. If you hit the bottom, good for you. That's super lucky. And great. I just hope you make a lot of money, but that is not the experience for the majority of people. What you need to do, or what I try to do is that this is what's worked for me is I have an idea that I'm investing now as a 30 year old, as a 31 year old, 32, 33, 34. And when I'm 60 in 25 years, the day-to-day -day kind of up and downs right now, they're not going to matter because if you look at a historical chart of the stock market, it is a increasingly good mechanism. It averages 8%, call it eight to 9% per year over time. Yes, there are outlier events like in 2020 where we had the crash, it went down 30%, but it recovered after that. In 2008, it went down another 30%, but it recovered after that. In the great sell-off back in the 30s and 40s, it recovered after that. So these things happen and it always bounces back. You just have to have your investments in there for the long term. If you're in, it goes down, then you're out and you're actually realizing and losing money, like a real capital loss, that's a problem. If you have your money in the market, and I do right now, and things are down right now because the market's down, you don't actually realize a loss until you sell. So if you just wait and are patient, have that long-term horizon for time, you can ride this out and just know that in 10 years, this isn't going to matter. It's going to just, it's just going to eventually pick itself up. And if it doesn't, well, then you know what happens when it doesn't come back? That's like the end of economics, the end of the economy in the world. And that happens. I guarantee that you're going to have bigger problems to deal with than actual what the stock market's doing. We're going to be back in like, the Mad Max Fury Road kind of a road warrior areas where food and water and transportation are all kind of the biggest things. So when the market is kind of chopping around, don't worry about that. Think about a realistic time frame for you for investing. And I always say too, don't invest what you're not willing to lose because sometimes as investors, when we're new, we put our money in, we do get spooked and we do sell at a loss at the beginning because we don't understand things and our emotions are still driving our decisions which I never recommend kind of letting your emotions into your kind of decision-making. It's hard to keep them out, but especially as a new investor, try to limit emotions as much as you can, but keep a long-term time, time frame in mind and you will block out a lot of the chatter, a lot of the day-to-day -day noise, and you won't have to worry, but it's not going to stress you out because you know that in 20 years or 30 years, when you go to retire, you're going to have a big chunk of money sitting there. You'll be so glad you started investing as a younger person 
and you don't have to worry about the day-to-day -day ups and downs and swings in the market or the volatility. So those are the reasons though that I kind of think wanted to harp on today, why people lose money or why it's so difficult to kind of win in the stock market. If you kind of focus on flipping those things around and focusing on getting a, a one strategy and making it a long-term play and just kind of picking your area and picking the wins and not going for like the, the big, the big, uh, big life-changing wins because those don't happen very often either. And know that you're going up against someone with a lot more resources than you. You have to pick your spots, pick your battles and just have it have a long-term strategy that's going to work for you that you understand. So if you can do that, you will kind of flip the script and you'll be better than the 95% of people out there who lose money. And my, that's including myself. I've lost money in the stock market. I don't think anybody who has ever invested in the market has not lost money. And if they did and they say that, I think personally that they're lying or they're not telling you the full story because Every person that I know that I have interacted with has lost money in some way in the market. It's just the reality. It is a win-lose game. And sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. The people who win consistently and keep their losses to a minimum are the ones who do well over time. The ones who remove emotion and just kind of play this thing out in a 20, 30-year window do the best uh, statistically anyway. And uh, yeah, so that's hopefully just a couple of things for you to think about today about the stock market and why it's so difficult to win. If you guys want to get started and learn how to invest in the stock market, I offer a, a beginner course, a beginner level course for people who want to understand stock options, how I use them, how I use them to create a passive income for myself in 30 minutes a day from my smartphone. You can check out my beginner course at www.tradingoptionsdaily.com MMF. Check that out if you want to. Always open for an email or if you have questions, let me know. Other than that, guys, keep investing in yourselves. Hope you enjoyed the episode and I will check you out on the next one.